Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Start the show already. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is Tuesday, which means this week in Otani news is coming soon. We also have head of the class, which is my top five rookies of the week, which I really like doing. I wanted to find a way to, to talk about these rookies just because this class is so good. So now, every week, a top five rookies of the week. And we'll finish up with a fun buy or sell segment but it is tuesday and you know what that means we're gonna get started with my favorite segment of the week this week in shohei otani news another showtime performance for shohei in seattle he also had an 11 game hitting streak and shohei has emerged as a leader on this Los Angeles Angels team. We will get to all of those things. But I want to start with his Showtime performance in Seattle because it was another dominant one. Another another dominant start in a row, to be honest with you. He went six innings, six Ks, zero earned runs in Seattle. He was throwing hard again. His slider looked great. Shohei has been looking fantastic on the mound. Now back-to-back dominant starts against two good offenses. The Red Sox are a dominant offense. Seattle certainly has the ability to be a really good offense. They have tons of good players in that lineup. He has looked dominant on the mound. And and I really started to to think about this, and I believe this to be really cool. Shohei has pitched really well in Seattle. So I kind of looked into this, and I thought, well, why? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, and the obvious answer here, is Ichiro is there. And Shohei grew up idolizing Ichiro. Ichiro is his idol. And to get the chance to pitch in front of your idol, I mean, how many people can ever say that in their lifetime? That, yeah, I grew up idolizing this guy and I got to pitch in front of him. And every time Shohei pitches, not only in Seattle, but against the Mariners, he seems to do well. So I really looked into this. And in his career... In Seattle, Shohei is 2-0, 12 strikeouts and 12 innings pitched, only two earned runs in those starts, a 1.50 ERA. 1.50 ERA in Seattle when he pitches. Also in his career, altogether against the Mariners, because this isn't, you know, Ichiro can travel with the team as well, and sometimes he does. But either way, he grows up watching a ton of Mariners games in his career against the Mariners. 3-0 and four starts with a 1.80 ERA, 32 innings or 32 strikeouts and 25 innings pitched tied for the most wins against any team. That's pretty cool. And yes, another dominant start, another showtime performance, the six innings, six Ks, no runs, had two hits at the plate as well. 
which really just culminates that's that's what a showtime performance is. Yes, we know how good he can be on the mound. We know how good he can be at the plate. But the quintessential showtime performance, well, that's doing it both at the same time. And on Thursday against the Mariners, he did it again. And then later in that series, we saw um, the picture came out of Shohei and Ichiro in the outfield. And that's what really got me to thinking here is Shohei just takes his game to that next level when he's pitching against the Mariners. And, and it just hit me. It's, of course he does. Ichiro's there. His idol. And this picture that was taken in the outfield, you can just see the pure joy on Shohei Otani's face. The pure amazement, the fascination, the love that he has for Ichiro, it's pretty special. And again, on Thursday, Shohei had another Showtime performance. So yes, a really cool outing in front of him, but also just building um, on top of his last outing. I said it after that start in New York. He seems to do this every time he has a rough outing on the mound. He clicks it into another gear. And he did against the Red Sox. He keeps it going against the Mariners. Six innings, no runs, a couple of hits at the plate. It has been fantastic to watch him on the mound. Next up, I want to talk about him offensively because he reached an 11-game hitting streak, which in his career is the longest, tied for the longest hitting streak that we have seen in his career. You know, I kind of touched on this last week and started to talk about how his bat is heating up. And it really has been, and it really has been for a while now. And over the last couple of weeks, he's been hitting 300. This tweet, Shohei Otani is on an 11-game hitting streak, and his OPS has risen from 768 to 826 over that period. He's also thrown four shutout innings so far tonight. So that tweet came on Thursday. So yeah, this 11-game hitting streak has boosted all of his stats. And, And I look back and I see... Over the last two weeks, he's hitting 300. That is including the doubleheader in which Shohei went 0 for 9. He went 0 for 9 in a doubleheader, but still was hitting balls hard, had multiple flyouts to the warning track. So he's hitting things really hard lately. Um, you know, on the Sunday game, Shohei Sunday, he always hits the ball hard on Sunday. His first two at bats, he was 0 for 2. Both of those. The first one had a 99.5 exit velocity. The next one had a 101.6 exit velocity, both of which were outs. That's just bad luck. That's what that is. So at the plate, he's been doing fantastic. I would have loved to see him get that that hit the next day and have the longest hitting streak of his career at 12. But still... What he has been doing at the plate, 11-game hitting streak. To raise your OPS that much over the course of just a couple of weeks is is really impressive, in all honesty. So impressive there at the plate. I've really liked seeing it. You know, I talked a lot at the beginning of this year. It was kind of like, okay, we got to try and find, like, what is he doing well? Okay, this week he pitched well. Let's talk about that. Okay, this week he hit a homer. Let's talk about that. It feels like we're back to talking about the Shohei that we were last year. Doing it all at the exact same time and doing it all really well. It's been pretty incredible. This tweet was great. I feel like we're getting desensitized by Shohei Otani's greatness. He threw six shutout innings 
tonight, and he has two knocks, and it's almost not that impressive for him because he's so good. And that's such a good point. And I sat here last week and said, you all need to appreciate this more. We are just getting accustomed to what we are seeing, and it's so annoying. What we are seeing has never been done before, ever. And I feel like I say that a million times, and I'll say it a million more until people idolize what this guy is doing. We are going to look back in 50 years and say, I saw Shohei Otani play baseball. I would see him pitch, and I would see him hit at the exact same time, and he'd do it both really well. I saw him become the only player to ever be selected to the All-Star game as both. I saw him win the unanimous MVP. I saw him that next year do more of the same. Don't take it for granted. Please enjoy what we are seeing. This guy goes out on the field, will pitch, and he will lead off that next inning with a hit. It's truly incredible. And he did it again this week. Another Showtime performance. Had the hitting streak go to 11 games. Still hitting 300 over the course of the last couple of weeks. His numbers are rising on the offensive side. And on the pitching side, he's stayed dominant. He's been dominant this year on the mound. I actually really like what I'm seeing this year from the mound. Numbers-wise, you can compare it to last year. I believe he is better this year. He's had the couple of blow-up starts that, to this point, have elevated that ERA. But when all is said and done, I think he's ultimately going to be better. Shohei Otani's last two starts on the mound, 13 innings pitched, one run, a 0.69 ERA, 14 strikeouts, four walks, seven hits in his last two starts. I mean it. I think on the mound he has been better this year. He has those couple of blow-up starts, uh, Rangers and Yankees, that have skewed the data kind of early still in the year, but those other starts have been dominant. I've seen a different Shohei on the mound this year a more consistent one, one that is able to pull himself out when he doesn't have the best of the best stuff that night, one that is able to work through that, and when he does have his best stuff, there's nobody that is going to touch him. So on the mound, he has been fantastic, and in Seattle, another great start. But before we wrap up here, I want to talk about the leader that Shohei Otani is becoming. And I've been noticing it a lot this year, but None more so than against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium the other night. The Angels were getting no hit into the ninth inning, and with one out in the ninth inning, Shohei Otani broke up the no-hitter with a triple down the line. He ends up scoring, but they ultimately end up losing that game. Now, they had a chance. They had a chance to win that game. They had multiple guys on, nobody out. Uh, Kimbrell on the mound hadn't looked great. They had their chance. The game ends. Shohei had scored his run. They lose. They were, they'd been in the midst of a tough spell. And Shohei, in the dugout, marches up and down that dugout and is talking to all of the players. That is a leader. Shohei Otani is a leader. And it became apparent to everybody in front of everybody's eyes. He is walking through, talking to guys, picking them up, saying we're going to be okay, saying we're going to be better, saying we'll get through this. But it's true. They need to be better. They needed to get through that. They needed him. They need Shohei Otani, the reigning American League MVP, to be a leader. And man, that was cool to see. It was awesome to see that. And you know what? I actually earlier this week had Phil Nevin, the new interim manager 
of the Los Angeles Angels. I had him on Flipping Bats, so if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. But I want to play you guys a clip, and I asked him about Shohei Otani. Obviously, wanted to ask him a lot about how you manage Shohei, how you manage the pitcher and the hitter. But one thing in particular stuck out, and it makes so much sense now. But let's play that now. This is about Shohei Otani being the leader that he is, in the words of Phil Nevin. What kind of leader is Shohei Otani in the locker room? We see what he does on the field. His play speaks for itself. But what kind of leader is he for this team? Well, I can tell you, his personality is something that not a lot of people get to see. And I'm fortunate behind closed doors to get to know Shohei. (laughs) He's just a wonderful human being. Um, He loves this game. Um, I would say as far as people with knowledge about this game, throughout the inner workings and how – Uh, What makes winning players? What are winning plays in a game? Uh, I'm not sure I've been around many better than Shohei, whether it's base running, uh, fundamentals of the game, understanding preparation, understanding what has happened in the past. He can tell you, I'm sure, every player that's ever, that he's ever faced and what he's done. uh, He knows exactly who is swinging the bat well, who's not, and who sees his pitches better. He's, he's so brilliant. Um, it, it almost matches his talent on the field, and that's what makes him great. How cool is that? He's so brilliant, and it almost matches his talent on the field, which we haven't ever seen a talent like him on the field. Um, what th- That is literally the definition of a leader. He has great base running, great fundamentals, a great knowledge of the past, Uh, All of those things he just named, you put all that together and then you put a guy that's doing what he is on the field with his teammates in the dugout, that's a leader. And I've also heard from countless guys, including Phil Nevin at a different part in that interview, about the personality he is, the personality, the fun he brings to the locker room. It's truly, it is awesome when you think about it. When you think about how good he is on the field, what he's doing for the game of baseball, and what he's doing as a leader on this team, and in the words of so many of his teammates that I know, and Phil Nevin, this guy is a leader. This guy is a leader. And we saw it in Dodger Stadium when he went through that dugout and he picked up every single one of his teammates that was walking by. That was special. If you haven't, Go back and check out that Phil Nevin conversation. It was just on it was just on this past week's episode of Flippin' Bats. You can scroll through, find that. A lot of Shohei Otani talk, but a lot of good talk about the Angels as well and him taking over and 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 his career as well. So uh what an awesome way to wrap this up. Shohei is a leader. He pitched well in Seattle and he's been hitting well as well. What more could you ask from the guy? Appreciate it while we're watching it. But that does it for this week's. This week in Shohei Otani News. All right, next up, head of the class. This is a segment we wanted to put together because I feel like all year we have been talking about the top rookies around baseball and how good this class is. I have said it a bunch. I think this class could go down as one of the greatest of all time when all is said and done. That's a big statement, but there's a ton of good rookies. So what we've done now is every week ranking the top five rookies throughout the week let's get into it with number five and at number five this week i have bobby witt jr 
Bobby Witt Jr. is also one of those guys and a big reason why I said I think this class could ultimately go down being so good because this guy is a super prospect. He has a ton of pop. He runs really fast. He can hit for average. He plays great defense. And this week, he hit 308 at the plate, eight hits, three RBIs. After a tough start to the year, Bobby Witt has been playing really good baseball for the Royals. I am so excited to watch him and what he's able to do throughout his career. Moving on to number four, and on this list again, we've been doing this for two weeks now, and Spencer Strider at the top of the list last week, back on it this week, number four, just another dominant start on the mound. He had five and two-thirds innings pitched, got the win on the mound. In those five and two-thirds, 11 punch-outs, 11 in five and two-thirds, two earned runs. This guy looks to be dominant in a rotation for the Braves that is already full of really young exciting talent he's just added right into that and throws 100 miles an hour punches out the world he comes in at number four moving on to number three on my list of top rookies this week I have Shane Boz he's he's been a he's been a guy for them for a while like we've known the name we've believed he could be a good talent he's had two starts this year now the one this past week Six innings pitched, seven strikeouts, zero earned runs, two hits. Two hits. We saw him get thrown right into the fire last year, by the way, in the playoffs. Just comes in as a rookie uh, and still a rookie this year. He didn't qualify last year. So this is his official rookie season. And he's just got some dominant stuff. And we saw it this week. Six innings, no earned runs. Moving on to number two. Number two on my list this week, I have Brendan Donovan. I feel like the, the Cardinals are just popping out the rookies. It's been incredible. Nolan Gorman has been really good this year. Brendan Donovan this week, 467, seven RBIs, and get this, 14 hits on the week. Brendan Donovan, obviously on this list of top rookies of the week, but he was actually on my team of the week on Monday as well at second base. So what a week for him. And rounding this out, my top rookie of the week, I have Michael Harris II. Michael Harris had his first two homers of his career this week. Comes up for the Braves, the reigning defending, the defending world champion. So comes up, there's a lot of pressure to step into that outfield that had totally revamped itself last year. Now he comes up as a rookie, expected to produce, and man, is he producing. 391 on the week, two homers, six RBIs, and of course, what makes this even more special is not only his first, but his second career home run as well. So Michael Harris II rounds out this list. Bobby Witt Jr., Spencer Strider, Shane Boz, Brendan Donovan, Michael Harris II round out this week's head of the class, top five rookies. All right, moving on to wrap up this Tuesday episode, a fun little buy or sell segment. So producer Conrad is out here with me. I have no idea what I'm about to be buying and what I'm about to be selling, but Hit me, my friend. What do you got for me? That's how we like it, Ben. Fire off the hip. Buy or sell. Mets as World Series contenders. 
Mets is World Series contenders. I am absolutely buying this. I am buying all the stock here. Um, I, I really like them. And I've been saying for a long time that I think this team is built differently. And we're seeing that now. We saw their two best starters go down. DeGrom hasn't pitched all year. Scherzer's been out for a month now. And what have they been doing? They've just continued to lead this division in which they had over a 10.5 game lead. It got down to four when the Braves went on their 14-game winning streak. They had a really good stretch, an easier stretch of the schedule. And hats off to the Braves. They took advantage of that. But the typical Mets team, what they would have done in the past, in the midst of a very tough part of their schedule, might I add, they would have lost eight of ten games. And next thing you know, they're tied with the Atlanta Braves. No, no, no. This team isn't doing that. This team, in a tough stretch against the Dodgers, the Padres, the Angels, the Brewers, they went over 500 on the road. A very tough road trip. They held off that Braves' big surge. They now have, I think, a five-and-a-half game lead in the division. I really like the way this team is built. I'm excited, and, and we haven't even scratched the surface here. They've been the best team in the National League. They have the most wins in all of the National League. And the best pitcher on planet Earth hasn't even pitched yet for them. So around the All-Star break, maybe a little bit after, right around the trade deadline maybe, we're going to see this team acquire two of the best pitchers in baseball, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Absolutely, I think they're a World Series contender. Bye. All right. Looks like we might be seeing the Mets in the World Series then. Let's move on to the next one. Paul Goldschmidt, best first baseman in Major League Baseball, buy or sell. Oh, okay. Let's go through this. Best first baseman in Major League Baseball. <sighs> okay. So Paul Goldschmidt is certainly in this conversation. Freddie Freeman is in the conversation, obviously. Um, Matt Olson. But what Paul Goldschmidt has done this year. I mean, look, I I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this. Um, certainly having an MVP caliber year. He is my player of the week, the Flippin' Bats player of the week from the team of the week as well. Um, had 11 RBIs last week, four home runs, hit 500 on the last week. He's just continued to have a dominant year. And at some point, you just keep thinking, okay, he's going to have to slow down at some point. But he hasn't been. He's been that good. Paul Goldschmidt, yeah, best first baseman in Major League Baseball. All right, we got two buys now. Let's move on to our third one. Obviously, the news just came down. Manny Machado is going to be out for probably about the next month. Are the Padres going to make the playoffs, buy or sell? Oh, good question. And, and yeah, this is coming right on the heels of Manny Machado going down with a gruesome-looking injury. But so far, um, what we've heard is that it's not season-ending, and hopefully he just misses a, a few weeks' time. Um Padres make the playoffs. I'm going to buy that as well. So, bye, bye, bye. So far, as in three buys, but also get it. It's like a play on Backstreet Boys. Whatever. I'm buying this. Um, I like this team a lot, even without Tatis and now without Machado. Uh, we'll see what they can do without the two of them. But without Tatis, they've been great. They're going to get both of them back at some point. Uh, Tatis is expected to come back at some point in July. Machado, hopefully, as well. But I like this team a lot because of the pitching staff. What Joe Musgrove has done this year is nothing short of incredible. Yu Darvish is really good as well, aside from a couple of tough starts. He's been dominant. 
Uh, I like this Padres team because of the rotation, because of the manager, and because of what this lineup has been able to do, picking each other up. They're going to have to continue to do it. But absolutely, absolutely, I like them to make the playoffs, especially this year. Three three wildcard teams, I am buying the Padres making the playoffs. My guy's buying everything. Let's see if he'll buy this then. Buy or sell, Otani making the All-Star game as a pitcher. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I mean, he's been he's been unbelievable on the mound. Aside from two bad starts uh, in Yankee Stadium where they knew what he was throwing, which which helps the other team. They, they He was tipping his pitches in some way, so they knew. Uh, he had a tough start, and then he also had a tough start in Texas against the Rangers. Um, that didn't go well. Aside from that, he's honestly been dominant. In his last two starts, he's 2-0 and with a 0.69 ERA. He's been dominating on the mound lately. I absolutely like him to make the All-Star game as a pitcher. Uh, I am also voting for him as a, as a hitter as well because I don't know how it's going to happen, but he needs to be in the All-Star game. I don't know if it's going to be the manager selecting him, people voting for him to be in. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is Shohei Otani is changing the game of baseball. What he's doing is incredible, and he needs to be and deserves to be an all-star. So I am buying that he is also an all-star as a pitcher. Got it. All right, four for four. Let's see if this last one can hold on as a buy as well. Oh, we've never had five buys. Let's see. Craig Kimbrell, still an elite closer. Okay, Craig Kimbrell, still an elite closer. Um, This one came to me pretty quickly. I am selling this one. Craig Kimbrell is no longer an elite closer in the game of baseball. When I think elite closer, I think of somebody coming in and you think to yourself, a fan watching this game, oh, this game's over. There's, there's There's not a ton of elite closers in the game of baseball. Might I add, Josh Hader, elite closer. Uh, Clay Holmes has been an elite closer. But you look around, the the term elite needs to be used correctly. So there's not a lot of elite closers. So I think Craig Kimbrell, I think, oh boy, here we go. That's not a sign of an elite closer. And he he hasn't been pitching great of late. Uh, certainly this this. This stat right here, Craig Kimbrell has allowed 24 base runners and 10 earned runs in his past 12 innings. Well, that's not elite. That's less than elite. That's less than average. This one's easy for me. I am selling this. It is also a big concern for me with this Dodgers team. They made this deal with the White Sox. They swap A.J. Pollock, and they get Craig Kimbrell. This is even more of a concern now. Why? Well, They lose Kenley Jansen in the bullpen. You add Craig Kimbrell. He hasn't been good. Mookie Betts goes down with an injury. You already didn't have that depth in the outfield of A.J. Pollock. So now we're really seeing this be a problem. Very much so. A.J. Pollock in Chicago. They don't have that outfield depth they need. Craig Kimbrell, the back end of the bullpen, blowing games getting losses it's it's i don't want to say it's tough there in la because the dodgers are fine but in my long-winded long roundabout answer here i am very much so and easily selling 
that Craig Kimbrell is still an elite closer in this game, which is sad because he used to be, and I actually faced him in spring training when he used to be. He was pitching in a game in spring training and still doing that thing with his arms, and it was one of the most intimidating at-bats, probably the most intimidating bat at-bat I've ever had in my career. He doesn't stare to get the sign. When he's doing that thing, he stares into your soul. I lost my soul that at-bat, and that was against Craig Kimbrell, one of the most dominant closers the game of baseball has ever seen. He's just not that guy anymore. But that does it for Buy or Sell, and that does it for this really fun episode of Flipping Bats. This week in Shohei Otani News, talked about some rookies as well, and of course, Buy or Sell. This has been an absolute blast. Make sure you download, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. Flipping Bats is rolling five times a week now, my friends, so don't miss it. This was the Tuesday episode. Don't miss it. You'll see everything on social media, so make sure you're following as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all at Flipping Bats Pod. You can also watch every episode on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod as well. This has been a fun one. I will see you all tomorrow for a fun guest interview that I can't wait for you all to hear. But until then... Peace out.